You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. We are here on a Friday. We had a really good show on Wednesday. Why? Because the Detroit Lions won a football game. Uh, we love talking about W's here on the show. We realize it's been a long time since the Lions got a W. But hey, went and beat the Arizona Cardinals in their house. Cardinals are flying high. Lions were, were struggling on defense, seemed to get it together, seemed to have effort, seemed, the scheme seemed to work. Um, offense did what they need to do, which is be consistent, put up points, sort of hang in there to the end and help win a game for the Detroit Lions. So had a real fun time with that show here on Friday. We're going to be talking about the Saints. We're going to be trying to make you laugh any way that we can. And uh, one way we do that is we uh, turn it over to Grifsky, the waffle maker, here on a Friday, and we say, hey, Grifka. How are you here on a Friday, buddy? Oh, I'm chilly. I mean, gosh, it's just falls finally hit us. <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's supposed to be like a little 35 tonight. I might actually have to put the heater on in my place, which I don't want to do. But, uh, you know, other than that, it's supposed to be like mid mid to low 50s this weekend. So it's a nice weekend to sit down and watch some football, watch lines back to the one o'clock start. Get a nice big bowl of something warm, like probably chili or something like that as you watch the game. And, you know, get some uh, chicken wings and uh, enjoy the weekend, you know. TGIF, thank God it's Friday. <laughs> All right, Griff, I hate to critique your intro, but that's kind of what I do on the show. So you started off your intro saying you were chilly, and then you mixed in that you should have chili. And then you always give me grief for not putting on my AC, but now you don't want to put on the heat. Um, I'm just really confused, but I think overall, despite all those uh, – flubs that you did i think you're probably on a friday because it's tgif and because the weather is going to be um, whatever you just said it was going to be because you like to give the people the weather report i think you're probably uh doing good doing good am i right yeah i'm, I'm doing good doing good <laughs> all right i think we covered all the bases everybody let's go ahead and get into the show friday is when i most of the time, not always, but most of the time, I turn it over to Grifka with a disclaimer saying, Grifka, don't ask me something from Lions 24-7. Don't get me all riled up. Don't ask me if I if I listen to the latest Calvin Johnson soliloquy with, with the DB. I mean, don't don't ask me about, uh, you know, if Martha Ford bought a new pair of shades from the sunglasses. Don't, don't get me all riled up. Let's talk football. 
but often he asks me something that does get me fired up. So I got no idea what he has, but I know it's Friday. I know I'm ready for anything. I know I'm ready to talk Lions, and I know that I'm ready to serve up that Detroit Kool-Aid right here on the show because we're trying to get two dubs in a row, Grifka, talking Saints. What do you got? Drink it in, man. This is, uh, I, I thought like me and you drank the Kool-Aid or you drank it a lot more than me, but you know, some people are just like, kind of like going overboard. I mean, it's just, it, it's one game. They, they played well. They got the Saints coming in, but, uh, yeah, some people are like talking again, you know, maybe there's like playoffs and stuff like that, you know, looking at the playoffs again, you know, uh, can, can you see that with this team? I mean, if they're thinking of getting the ship righted or do we have to like see something, you know, with them against the Saints? Grifka, I, oh my goodness, people, see see what I deal with here. First of all, you you, you act like you're gonna throw out playoffs, like like Jim Moore, like I've got the sound bite like ready to go or something. I mean, what do you think I am, Grifka? You're just gonna throw out playoffs and think I'm gonna be able to like p- play the sound bit? Is that what you were going for? Yeah, I was hoping. Okay, I'll do it. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? <laughs> Grifka, the reason people are talking playoffs is because we're only one game under 500. I mean, we're we're one win and two losses. We should have had a win against Chicago. Like, uh, the fact that you would start out the Friday show with this, asking why the people are going so crazy or, or why they're talking about playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Grifka, the reason they're doing that is because on Wednesday and in general here on the podcast, I mean, I do this. Drink it in, man. I, I serve it up for the people. A little cornbread on the side. Cornbread! 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 Well, that's why they're all fired up. We got a W. Defense is playing better. Offense looking good. We're getting healthier. We got Curse coming back. We I, I don't know if Justin Coleman can return this week or the following week, but hopefully he gets back. True Font, hopefully we'll be back pretty soon. I mean... That's why everybody's fired up. But for you to try to bring the show down and try to... First of all, that that's a total Grifka move where he's like, oh, you know what I'll do? Because they won and because we had a fun show and because they're, they're riding high, I'll bring up something that's like four months away and ask about that. Instead of doing what we should do, Grifka, go, go talk to Matt Pat. Maybe he'll give you a, a, you know, a little lesson, maybe help you out a little bit. One game at a time. One week at a time, one day at a time. Nobody other than you and Jim Mora is talking about playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Because we're not here to talk about that, Griff. We're here to talk about the Saints, and the fans should be excited. We go get a W here and go get on a bye week and come back extra healthy, extra ready to go. There isn't no reason that we can't keep ripping off W's, but you got to take one game at a time. You have to just be, um, you know, that's what the NFL is all about. Next play, next week, without opponent. That's all I'm worried about right now. I'm not worried about playoffs. I mean, you're over here talking about playoffs, Grifka. What else you got? Come on. I thought you liked talking about the playoffs, but, but okay. I just wanted to bring that up for you, see what you thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to be in the playoffs, but it's week four. I mean, we really got to go there now? I mean, what, what was that, a, a DB article that you read? Or was that the slouch that maybe put out, hey, let me put out a playoffs article. I'll get a bunch of clicks. Or are you, or are you trying to just talk about this week and try to get one more W so we can have more fun shows next week? 
I think that'd be more prudent if you ask Matt Patricia than worrying about what's going to happen 12 games from now. <laughs> well, we'll need to know uh, before. Uh, I, I think we'll need to know a little more before 12 games from now. So, uh, yeah, just I just was wondering, like I said, people were kind of going overboard already. And, you know, I'm with you one game at a time. And, you know, they got one W and, you know, they, they got the Saints coming in. The Saints are still a pretty good team because they're one, they're one and two as well. But, uh, you know, they're, uh, they're quarterback. Everybody thought Drew Brees is always going to continue to put up the numbers. And, you know, like he never ages or anything like that. But it looks like he's starting to show a little bit of wear and tear as well. And <laughs> at this point, hold, hold you know, on, if hold you on. were. Hold on. Again, I, I hate to stop you, but I, I can't let you not give the people what they want. And so if you're going to go on a mini rant about Drew Brees being older, maybe not being able to throw the football more than six yards down the field, you know what you got to say about him, right? Oh, that he's uh, long in the tooth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such a classic Griff could go to. Everybody's hit Griffka up on Twitter, at GriffkaDKC, and let him know if you ever use long in the tooth ever in real life, in any situation, because nobody says that. Nobody. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, Griffka, hold on. I want to I want to respond to about your uh, your take there. Because you, you know what that whole question just does in general or makes me think? It's simply this. What the hell are you doing? It also does this. It drives me freaking bonkers. Oh, Grifka, you, you're putting down Drew Brees, one of the greatest of all time. You're asking about playoffs. I mean, oh, there's so many things I could go to there. But what else we got? Let's keep this moving. Question for you is I know we'll break down. We'll compare these our two beloved quarterbacks. You know, Drew Brees and Matt Stafford, you know, as we break down the game. But at this point, if you had to, like, choose between Matt Stafford and Drew Brees just for one game, for one game, you had to pick one to start, who would you pick and why? Today, right now? Yeah, today, right now. You needed a quarterback, and those are the two guys. You're picking your team, and that was your quarterback for one game. (laughs) Who would you take and why? Oh, the old Grifka one-game disclaimer, so I can't use my dynasty uh, abilities or my – my foresight. No, I don't want to have... who gets paid more and how it's going to affect the salary <laughs> cap. And I don't want to hear that garbage. It's one game, backyard football, and you need a quarterback. That's what I want, and I want to know why. All right. Um. Hmm. Well, one thing I had, I'm sure we'll get to it later as well, is you know everybody being down on Drew Brees. I think is a big mistake. I mean, yeah, I've watched him too, and he hasn't thrown the f- football 50 yards down the field, and that's because. He hasn't had Mike Thomas, the best receiver in the game. I mean, he's still throwing the ball accurately. He's still able to run every play in the arsenal. So I still think he's a really good player overall. And I think he's going to do some major damage against the Lions, you know, at Ford Field. But, I mean, if I got to take one guy for right now, I mean, you know what I'm going to do. Drink it in, man. I mean, I'll go with Stafford because I like I like the Stafford with Moxie, though. And I still feel like this season has been a little bit, you know, I don't see him firing people up on the side. I, I feel like he's still the guy when everything's going well. He's got the mojo when it's not. He's a little robotic. So, I mean, I'll take Stafford based on his arm strength, his, his ability to make every throw, you know, some of the quiet leadership and stuff that he has. But... That's a tough one for me in one game with all the chips down because, 
Drew Brees, I mean, gosh, it's weird how people turned on the guy so quick. They act like he's Mitch or something out there. I mean, this is still Drew Brees. He's a surgeon out there on the field. Just absolute uh, killer, you know, when it comes to being a quarterback. Okay, he's had a couple down games, you know, big deal. But give, give me Matt Stafford in a one-game backyard football game because I know I can just cut you up on crossing routes and throw the ball 60 yards down the field. And everybody knows you ain't covering anybody past three yards. So give me, give me Matt Stafford. Okay. Um, I'll take uh, Drew Brees just to be different with you and that people can argue with me on Twitter at, at DKC. <laughs> you know, tell me I was wrong. But, nope, I'll take Drew Brees. Um, guy can chuck it around. His arm might be a little old, but he's the old crafty veteran. You know, he knows how to win, so uh, I'll take him. Before you get to one of your other just mind-blowing, amazing questions, let me throw this at you. This is something I want to hear what you think about it. So the way that I like look at the NFL, even when I do like my articles for USA Today, Lions Wire, I do a fantasy article, drops on Thursday mornings. Anybody want to check, check it out? Like, I'm not a big guy that will dive into all the uh, stats, numbers, analytics. But you know one thing I do believe in, Grifsky? You know what that is? What's that? That's the old up-down theory, Grifka. When I'm, like, telling you who I think you should put in the game, half the time what I'm doing is sort of thinking who's really talented, who's a, a big player on that football team, and also who's a guy that fits those categories that hasn't balled out the last couple of weeks. Because I feel like the NFL is much more of a, hey, this guy is really good, but he got locked up last week, so let's feature him. Hey, this guy balled out last week, so let's go to somebody else because we know they're going to just roll coverage there. I'm big on the up-down theory, Grifka. I feel like when when you're hot, you know, you got to watch out for a, an L against somebody you shouldn't. When you're down, you know, you can come up and, and sneak up or beat somebody if you play decent football. I really think that's a, a big thing, and, and that's what makes this game so interesting against Lions and Saints because everybody has written the Saints down. They were everybody's Super Bowl favorite. Now, oh, man, they're, what, one and two. Oh, my gosh, the sky is falling. Sounds a little bit like the waffle maker. Um, I'm here to tell you they're dangerous coming in here, only one and two, and, and coming get maybe getting Mike, uh, can't guard Mike back as well as, you know, just coming off the carpet and the Lions coming off a win better be ready to roll because that's the time where you can just get sniped or get blown out or, or, or not play your best football. So up down theory, people watch it happens every week in the NFL. Guys that aren't playing well ball out guys that played great don't show up. I mean, guys that have been healthy a lot get injured. Guys that are always injury prone will have a great stint with no injuries. It just happens all day, every day. So there it is, Griff Guy, giving you my secret, the old up-down theory. What do you think? The up-down theory sounds like an awesome way to work out. It's also called burpees. They're wonderful things for working every muscle in your body and getting your heart heart rate up. All they do is tie you out, like everything up. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Grifka, the, the workout warrior, everybody, didn't hear a word I said, just thought about when he's going to run at 3 in the morning or whenever you get up to actually run a couple miles there, buddy. But yeah, I'm, I'm here to tell you, we're, we're not talking burpees, we're, we're talking we're talking with the Lions better watch out and people better recognize that the, the New Orleans Saints are still a hell of a football team, so there it is. Cool. Let's do this, let's take a pause for the cost, pay some bills. And then uh, we'll come back and uh, break down this game a little more, talk about some of the key people that will have to play well for the Lions. Grifka, I'm, I'm not ready for a break yet. I, I want some more stuff. What else you got for me? We're, we're not taking a break right now. 
What else you okay. got? Well, I was going to bring this up in the next segment because the Lions are getting three key people back this week. They're eligible to come back. <laughs> Who's that? So J-Ron Curse is back, Bo Scarborough, and the Windsock, Mike Ford. <laughs> Do you see any of these guys playing a big role in this game for the Lions to come up with a big W? <laughs> Grifka, isn't isn't the Windsock done for the year or he's only on three weeks? No, he's eligible to come back this week. Are you sure? Yep. You're quite for sure? Uh-huh. I'm not. No, I'm, I'm very for sure. I'm not quite for sure. I'm very for sure. Oh no! I I was happy when I saw. I thought it was ire for the year. I actually celebrated that when the windsock went down. Um. No, he's on that. He's on that short list. IR. It's like oh, uh, no. you may be hurt. You know. Um, you know. Why don't you go? Uh, you know, work on the abs so you look like a windsock a little more when you run. But nope, he's always able to come back. Gosh, I, I hate Mike Ford, and it's kind of because I think the Lions love Mike Ford. They think he's just this hard worker, this this determined guy, yet he's always three steps behind in coverage. <laughs> so I don't like him because he, he mimics a lot of our other cornerbacks that I, I'm getting frustrated with that are three to four steps behind in coverage. Um, but, you know, Curse could be interesting. I, I feel like people are kind of blowing him up, saying like, oh, you know, Curse coming back. Look out. I mean... Uh, Will Harris never going to see the field anymore. Like, I don't know that curse. I think he's a hard nosed guy. He's kind of like, you know, the grave digger Grifka. You know who that was, right? Oh, yep. Um, ahead of oh, oh, head of oh, Absolutely. Dicks? That's kind of who he reminds me of, but I mean, I think he could help. I think he's going to be more of a special teamer as well as a guy that they'll have packages for, but it's not some prime time safety that we're getting back. But I mean, he's put out some tweets kind of, beating up the team those first two weeks. So he doesn't like losing. And I think he can bring some things to the table. And then who's the other one? Bo? Bo knows. Yeah. Bo's back. I mean, Bo Scarborough. I don't know what to think about our running backs. I had to go on a big rant about Wednesday about, Hey, I'm glad we won, but where's my boy Deandre Swift. He, he doesn't even see the field. He's just holding Gatorade bottles for people nowadays. That's his, that's his main task, I guess on the football team. So I don't know, man. I like, I hope that you were smart enough to have given up on your boy Ty Johnson at this point because I don't think he dressed last week. I don't care if he can push a Jeep or if he has a really good haircut. He just seems like an absolute wasted draft pick again. You've got Bo, who everybody loved last year, but that's before we got uh, Adrian Pertis. You know, so between between him and Swift and then, you know, carry ons blocking um, left tackle snaps that he's going to get. I I don't know where Bo fits in if he'd even be dressed at this point. So I I don't think those three are huge. I think Kirsch is the biggest guy to come back. And then, you know, Justin Coleman is a guy that I'd like to get back, even though he didn't start the year very good. You know, again, I don't know, three, two, three steps behind in coverage. Tell me if you've heard that before. But uh, I would like to get Coleman back just another body. But Trufant's my guy. If Trufant comes back, I think between him – and uh, Okuda continuing to get more comfortable. I mean, I'd like to see better things from them. What, what's your take on Okuda? I didn't really ask you outright. I mean, he really seemed to get sliced up, but then obviously he made a play, and a lot of people are giving him a free pass sort of because, oh, he's got to learn, or, oh, he's he did okay. It's like he was the third overall pick, you know. Last time I checked, we had guys that can play, you know, 20 yards off and let people catch balls in front of them. Do you have bigger expectations, or do you think he played well, or where are you at with the number three overall pick, Jeff Okuda, out of, well, you know. I think he, I think he played okay. 
I mean, once again, playing cornerback in the NFL is one of the toughest spots to transition from college to the pros. <laughs> so uh, I think the guy needs a little more time. And I realized, you know, once again, Kyler Murray was, you know, he's a great athlete, but did Jeff Okuda look like total, you know, cement feet when Kyler Murray was out in front of him and he just kind of gave him a little shimmy shank to scamper him for the touchdown. And, but, you know, I, I think he played pretty well. I was very happy that he got the interception. Maybe that can get a few people off his back, but uh, I still think he has a lot to learn. I mean, he's obviously not Deion Sanders. Uh, I think we all figured that out. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess where I'm at with him is, like, I not only had higher expectations, but, you know, some of this, you know, I, you know, he subbed himself out. It seemed like Matt Patricia wasn't very happy about that. You know, he seems to have a little something in him where, you know, he, he he's a professional athlete. He's like the best corner in college football. Like, he shouldn't be getting tired per se. He shouldn't be having mental lapses. I mean, there were times against DeAndre Hopkins. I get it. It's DeAndre Hopkins, but there's times where he's just, he's just loafing over there. It feels like just trying to, Hey, if he catches 16 yard ball in front of me, Hey, at least I didn't get burnt deep. It's like, yeah, but it's a 16 yard ball that you were nowhere even in the screen for. Like, I'd like to see you get up and get grimy and, 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 you know, press coverage and be in his hip pocket or, you know, be a, just a little bit more sticky across the full game film. I feel like a lot of the game you were, you know, nowhere in the screen. And then all of a sudden you make a play, which again, a great play. I love the run back as well. The run back just seemed like, Oh man, you know, got up, got going, got some blocks, even did a nice somersault out of bounds, which looked athletic and then just had a little swagger to him. So I liked all that, but I guess I just have higher expectations and want to hold him to a higher level because of what he did in college and where he was drafted. And the fact the lines don't need another mid lower end corner. We need an elite corner, you know, a guy that's better than Slay was a guy that can just go out there and man up and say, man, you better not throw it this way. And I think he'll get there, but I think it's taking longer than I'd like, you know, even though it's only game three, it's just like, I haven't seen the consistency or the elite flashes where it's like, Oh man, in like three games, this guy's going to be a lockdown guy. Like, I don't see that yet, but I still think that's that's definitely where I see him in the future or his ceiling. Lions need it, man. We need an elite corner that we don't pay any money to that is tackler and doesn't say stuff off the field. We need that. Okay. I I yeah, really like that there, Derek. I agree with it. That, that That's a shot at your boy Slay, too, just in case you're wondering. I know you shook his hand, but he talked too much off the field and didn't tackle, wasn't very grimy. So I think Okuda can be better than him in all those categories. But the on-the-field play needs to step up for number 30. And let's uh, let's all try to forget the big play slay from now on. I, I, he's on a team that's zero, was it two and one? I mean, they tied Cincinnati for Pete's sake at home. Okay, <laughs> so obviously... Uh, he hasn't transitioned well to Philadelphia. Well, what does Slay carry? You want to take a break now, or you want to keep going? Slay, what does Slay carry? He got paid, and he he doesn't have to practice hard. Nobody yells at him. He does whatever he wants, and they and they lose football games. So he, he doesn't care. The you know it still it still clears you know on Wednesday you know at the pay window. <laughs> speaking speaking of that, Griff, could you want to take a break and pay some bills now? Now I'll allow it if you'd like to do it. Yeah, because uh, I, I was so interested in your take on Mike Ford to see what he could do to help out this team. <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Detroit Kool-Aid. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. Me and the one and only at Grifka DKC on Twitter are here on back on the show. Thank you so much for listening. Lions coming off a big win. Share this with a friend. Tell them about it. I know we've had some new people catching on to the show week after week, which is great. We love doing it. We see the numbers going up all the time, which is fun. Grifka, I, I, I didn't allow you to take a break earlier. I, probably because I want to see if you got more than three, four questions that you copy and pasted off of Alliance 24-7 to ask me. Uh, let's fill up the back half of the show and entertain the people. What do you got? Well, I mean, we got the Saints coming into Ford Field on Sunday. So uh, I want to talk to you about a few guys uh, that we'll have to worry about and uh, who needs to have a big game for the Lions to uh, come out with a W against uh, the vaunted New Orleans Saints. Um, I know I brought him up in the first half of the segment, Drew Brees, so... Uh, I don't want to talk about him first. I want to talk about Alvin Kamara. And we all saw that nice uh, catch and run that he had against, you know, the awesome Green Bay Packers defense, you know, on Sunday night. (laughs) But still, I mean, the guy's damn good. So what do the Lions have to do to, you know, either slow him down or try to bottle him up? (laughs) Griffith, here on a Friday, often before I get to your question, I have a little side question or side anecdote. And I definitely got one here on Alvin Kamara. And that's, please tell me you saw my tweet or if you didn't see my tweet, you saw his teeth after the run. I mean, dude's got diamond encrusted teeth. Please tell me you saw that. Yeah. I mean, that's a, uh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Grifka, are you about to get those set up with you or you probably ordered those already? Didn't you? I mean, I could see you rocking. Yeah. Some, I was looking some diamond for the teeth. cubic zirconium version of those, you know, cause I, I don't, I don't make his type of money. I don't make Derek Oakry money. I got to, <laughs> I, I, you know, I had to return some bottles just so I get the cubic zirconia. <laughs> oh my gosh. That blew my mind. I was sitting there and they showed it slow motion. I'm like, is does dude have diamond teeth? Like what is going on right now? And I had to, I searched it on YouTube. I had to pull him up on Google and I'm like, dude's got some diamond teeth. This is ridiculous. I never seen anything like this before. So had to put it out, but yeah, man, he's a, he's a heck of a football player. I mean, it's a close tie between his football skills and his teeth. That's for sure. I mean, the both are incredible at this point, I would say. But, uh, yeah, his run was a, was great. He's a he's an absolute nightmare. I mean, the more I see DeAndre Swift, man, I, I've I've yelled at the TV a couple times that he's our he's our Alvin Kamara, man. He's our guy that just silky smooth, get him the ball in space, let him. I mean, Swift is even a little bit thicker, you know, in the bottom part of his legs and body than Kamara is, and like. I don't know. He's just really, he's really good. I mean, I I think the Lions are going to have trouble with him when it comes to our linebackers. You know, it's a gimmick that you go to every week on the show. I, 
I got some call outs here, Grifka, that I want to do. I might as well get these in now because it's it's pertinent. One of my call outs, Grifka, is Jelani Tavai. I know you like to call him the poor man's Chris Spielman. I know I tried to justify the pick high in the second round out of Hawaii. But Grifka, I've I've come to the realization that Jelani Tavai is not good at football. I mean, he may try hard. He may be some type of leader. He may be a guy that can learn every spot on the linebacker core. But every week I watch him, he's slow as dirt. He can't, even when he gets the ball, I don't see him making big tackles or impact plays. He can't rush other than run into the other offensive linemen. Like, Jelani Tavai, prove me wrong if you want. But I think I've seen enough already where it's like, I know that you're really uh. Well, how would I put it, Grifka? If he's not good and he's not amazing, yeah, he ain't that great. <laughs> Johnny Tavai ain't that great, everybody. I'm sorry to tell you. So, uh, Lions, please, please stop doing this, which I've seen multiple times the past couple weeks. Stop lining up Jelani Tavai and Jared Davis on like the other team's electric, either tight end or running back. That's why we have guys like, I don't know, Tracy Walker, Jamie Collins, even Will Harris. I'll put on those guys before you just split someone out far left and all of a sudden number 51 goes out and tries to cover him because... Jelani Tavai has got to get way better very quickly because I've pretty much just given up or tipped my cap that that's another missed high pick. I don't see how he helps the team. And him, Jared Davis, basically anybody else on this line is going to get ate up by Alvin Kamara here on Sunday. So they better have a plan on how to bottle him up. My plan would be to man up Tracy and Jamie Collins on him all day, every day, and just try to beat him up literally so that he can't make plays. Cause if he gets his hands on the football, it's going to be trouble. Yeah. He's uh like I said, he, he just, he just damn good. And uh, he's got a lot of speed. He's got the quicks. There's nobody on that linebacking core. That's going to be able to keep up with him and cover him. And I don't know who, I don't even know in that defensive backfield, who you're going to be able to put on him. If he like splits out or even comes out, you know, just runs a basic wheel route out of the backfield. So he's, he's, uh, he's, he fits that offense really well. And it seems like Drew Brees finds him, you know, when he needs to, he's, he's going to be a tough guy to stop for the Lions this week. So, and I, like I said, it's just, there's just not enough speed on that linebacking court to have anybody cover him. So Griffka, I hate to do it to you, but your take that Alvin Kamara is damn good has got to receive this. It's like, duh. It's like, duh. It's like, duh. <laughs> he's incredible. And he's the new age running back, man. Like in fantasy football, I'm not trying to get the big bruiser that runs two yards in a cloud of dust. I want Kamara, Eckler, Miles Sanders, you know, these guys that can, can catch it more so even than run it. And he's the best in the game at that. So yeah, he's, he's damn good. No doubt about it. Um, What about, uh, I know he didn't play last week. What about Michael Thomas? Or the, if he's back, who do you think will be shadowing him? Or you think maybe they just, uh, you know, play a little more zone like they did against uh, Arizona? Or, I mean, do they put Okuda against Thomas? Uh, how do the Lions slow down him? That's can't guard Mike on Twitter, Grifka, and there's no way to deal with this guy. He's the best in the game. They feed him the football 10, 12 plus times a game. It uh, doesn't matter who you put on him. He's going to get his, um, you know, of course, this is Grifka logic where, of course, you know, Mike Thomas is hurt until the Lions play him. Then he comes back and eats us up for 150 and two touchdowns. I mean, I think the 
the MatPat scheme is going to be exactly what you hinted at. Hey, Okuda, D him up all over the field. Don't give up anything up over the top. Make sure you tackle. Make sure you're a little more aggressive than you have been. Don't come out and try to tap your helmet. Tell me you're tired. Get the hell back out there and guard him up again. And try to make other people beat us. And if you can do that, I think you have a chance to to win the football game. But you can't let this guy go crazy. I mean, Hop had a bunch of good numbers, but it didn't lead to touchdowns or game-changing plays. And you pretty much got to try to replicate that as best you can. I think it's going to be tough, though. If he's healthy, he'll come out and try to just eat us up for, like I said, 150-plus and, and, and a couple scores. you got to hold him under that to have a chance. Okay. What about, uh, once again, I'm just going to bring him up now, Drew Brees. I mean, obviously, Wiley veteran. He's seen everything. They're not going to be able to trick him. Is that one of those things where the Lions need to bring more pressure? Or are they going to try to do one of those uh, sit back in the zone, make him make all the throws? What do you think the Lions defense needs to do here? I just made a little bullet point before we got rolling that I think Drew Brees is going to just carve us up with all his little short dink and dunks. I think he'll hit us over the top a couple of times. I I think it's going to be a, a back and forth offensive game once again. And, and again, I don't care if Drew Brees doesn't have a rocket arm. He never has since he blew out his shoulder in San Diego back in the day. He can sling it around. He's pinpoint accurate. He has enough playmakers to get the football out to people. Him and Sean Payton are probably the best one-two duo in the game the last decade or so when it comes to scheme, offense, dialing up stuff. You know, I would even expect uh, Taysom Hill to give us some trouble with some of his crazy plays where he comes in and runs the football or throws it or has a couple gadget plays. So the quarterback is a, a big problem, in my opinion, for the Lions. I'm not buying into this rumor innuendo that, oh, you know, Lions are going to be great against Drew Brees because he isn't have the cannon that he used to. He's never had a cannon. He's he's short, but he ain't no Kyler Murray back there. And uh, he's a hell of a quarterback. So I think he's a problem. I think he's going to come in really determined. And he's come in and lit us up before, whether it be in Ford Field or in the playoffs at his home stadium. Like, it's a big issue for me. So I expect a big game from Drew Brees, and hopefully Matt Stafford can answer that and play great too. Okay. What uh... – what do you think the Lions' offense needs to do? What weaknesses do you see on this uh, New Orleans Saints defense that you think they can exploit? What was it? Sorry, lost you there. The uh, offense. What do you think they need to do? What weaknesses do the New Orleans Saints defense have that the Lions' offense can ex- exploit? Oh, man. One one thing I kind of, again, I barely got a couple bullets here because we, we turn on the mics and have fun here on the show, but... I kind of jotted down, man, the Lions offense is deep and diverse, and and that's really what you want. I know there's a lot of teams out there, you hear a lot of people beat up the Lions. Oh, man, the Lions don't have any, like, you know, Grifka. They don't have any Hall of Famers. Oh, they don't have any blue chip. They don't have anybody that's in the Pro Bowl. It's like, you know what they do have, Grifka? You know what they do have? Effort. Uh, of course, they got him at quarterback. Stafford! But they got him. They got Marv. They got Kenny, Danny, Hawkinson, uh, DeAndre Swift, Adrian. Wait for it. Wait for it. Peterson. 
<laughs> they've got weapons everywhere. And last time I checked, Rivka, they got a good left tackle, a good center, and, and some guys on the interior, a rookie that's doing some good things. So the Lions are deep. They're diverse. They can beat you in a lot of different ways. The things they need to be a little bit better at is be a little more aggressive. I was also writing some friends saying, Oh my goodness, look at look at what Andy Reid is doing. He's just pulling out plays out of his backside that are unbelievable. And people are like, well, look at all the speed he has. Look at all the play. It's just like he his creativity and his aggressiveness is off the chain in Kansas City. And like I know Daryl Bevel's uh I want to establish the run or you know, let's let's play good, consistent football. But you can't always just spread it out. You gotta catch people by surprise, which again we said on the show we loved when he would, you know, break out the the crazy plays. Those seem to work last year. We haven't seen any this year, so this seems like a great week before the bye to dial one or two up. Uh, but he's just got to be a little more aggressive by feeding Hawkinson, by by surprising people with with Agnew and some of these other guys that are that are out there. And I just don't see it. I don't see the aggressiveness or the creativity, but I love our diversity. And I love the fact that Matt Stafford can drop back and just literally throw it to who is ever open instead of trying to feed players, you know, the old Grifka gimmick. Oh, there's only one football. Yep. There's only one football in Detroit and it goes to the guy that's open. It doesn't go to the guy that's going to be crying his chicken wings about how, how many balls he got or how, what, uh, how many touches or how much his contract is worth. Nobody cares about all that, man. Just get the ball to Kenny Swift, Hawk, and, and Marv and Danny and all those guys compliment them really well. So I love the Lions offense. I just want to see a little bit more from them because they're so diverse, so skilled. Okay. Uh, who do you think will have the big game for uh, Detroit this weekend on offense? Offense, you know, wide receiver-wise, running back-wise? I don't know. I felt like this last game, I felt like the Lions do what the Lions do, which is they got Kenny out there and he get the touchdown, but, you know, you didn't see him early on in the football game. You know, a little cautious again about injuries, so I don't know they're going to open him up yet. So, you know, one guy they featured early in the season in, in regards to, you know, looks or touches, and he hasn't got many recently, Grifka, so you know what that means. Dial him up. <laughs> up down theory, baby. Uh, I could see a certain rookie named Quintez Cifes making a play or two in this ball game, and uh, maybe finding the end zone as well. So keep your eye on him. Everybody, the opposite of the up down theory is, uh, you know, Jesse James, the outlaw. I mean, he had his one, uh, you know, moment in the sun. He'll he'll be gone for the rest of the year, just blocking or, or being a waste of space out there. So expect him to, to go down after his one up game. But uh, let's get my boy Swift. Let's get 32 the football. Let's get him out there, spread out this defense. I mean, give them some headaches, some things to think about. I would love that more so than just plodding away with, with AP or, you know, trying to nickel and dime all day long. I mean, yeah, you still got to protect the football, but like get swift in some pass routes, you know, find Cephas when they're not expecting it. And, you know, you just got to love Marvin's game. He comes up clutch at the end of the game. It might be one of those games where you feed him up over the top too. He hasn't got any of his deep catches or, or big touchdown games. So maybe you see two TDs from Marv as well. Okay. Let's do this uh, final question. We had a big cup of Kool-Aid uh, coming off big W against Cardinals. 
How do you see this game falling? <laughs> oh, prediction time, Grifka. Um, gosh, I really didn't even think about a score prediction. I know you like to go to that every every time on a Friday. Um, gosh, I think it's I think it's going to be tough. Like I say, up down theory as well as just the Saints are going to be not only mad but they always scheme up nice stuff um, when they need it. So I mean, I see this game a little bit of an offensive shootout. Hopefully the Lions defense still plays, you know, similar to how they played in Arizona. I could see a little bit of a step back from the defense. So I'm thinking 30, mm-mm, 28 to 27. Drink it in. <laughs> Give me the Lions Griff Club by one at home before the bye week. Okay. See, right now I believe the line is uh the lines are four point dog at home. And they're you know, one and two. Saints are one and two. One thing I think the Lions have going for them in this game, if the refs hold out like they should, is that New Orleans Saints get they've they're getting penalized a lot. Last year they got penalized a bit. So far this year they're getting penalized a bit. We also have a couple of the cheap ones that Green Bay got because it was Green Bay, and they always get calls even if it's in the Superdome. Um, still, though, I mean, that's one thing New Orleans defense does. They they do they do take some penalties. So I think the Lions, they might have a couple things where it keeps drives alive, where the Lions are able to go down and score. It's going to have to be another one of those games where, like you said, it's, it's got to be a shootout um, because – no matter how much they don't seem that Rollins doesn't seem to have that offense is going to be like, you know, okay, we're going to hold the ball and just have like these long drives. They seem to be that quick score, you know, go down and it doesn't matter when they're going to score, you know, and nobody's going to be like, Oh, we got to wait for our defense to try to hold them. You know, you can't score too early or any, anything like that. It's like, you know, fine, go ahead. We'll score. If you can score on defense, we're just going to go down and score again. And so I think the lines are going to have to have that mentality this week that, they're going to have to take some chances again because I don't think their defense is going to be able to hold them down and they're going to have to, you know, throw up some points. So, gosh, you know, I know when we did the preseason picks, I think I took this one as a loss. But, uh, yeah, I think they're feeling a little feeling good, a little good right now. I think you put something in my Kool-Aid. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Lions in this one as well. But I think I'm going to take this one as a 31-27. Um, um, Detroit victory. You heard it here first, everybody. Let me fill you up again, Griffco, before we close out the show. Drink it in, man. Side of cornbread for for the waffle maker. Cornbread, cornbread. Griffco, you're predicting a W when everybody knows that you were never going to predict a W. So that's a good thing here on a Friday. I mean, we've had a couple fun shows this week. We're coming off a W. We want the Lions to keep this momentum going. Play some good football on Sunday. I mean, should be interesting. Can't wait to watch it. Grifka, there's only one thing left to do. And I don't know if today's the day. I don't want to put any pressure on you. I mean, I've been doing the show for two, two and a half years, whatever it's been now. And I ask you this every show. There hasn't been a time, I don't believe, well, I think on the Bizarro show where up was down and left was right, you uh, you had a little something for the people. But, I mean, again, I got to check every week. I want to make sure you don't have something stupendous, tremendous, off the charts, just earth-shattering. Maybe you just have something that's going to blow the people's mind. I mean, I just don't know. So at the end of every show, I got to just simply say this. 
Grifka, do you have anything else for the people? Uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh my goodness. Everybody, if you've been listening for a long time, that should be funny. If this is your first time, you probably think, why is that funny? I don't know, but it's just funny. So <laughs> everybody <laughs> drink that Detroit Kool-Aid, uh, bake up some cornbread. We are playing at home Ford field against the new Orleans saints. We're coming off a win. We want to stack it up, get another one should be really fun to watch our team play. Hopefully they can get it together. Matt, Pat, let's go out and scheme up a W and uh, make this happen. Matt Stafford. I expect another big game offense. Let's get it done. Defense, hold your water and let's, let's do this thing. So everybody drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. We'll catch you next week right here, Wednesday and Friday on the D Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We are out. Back to back, start the plane. This game is over.